Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to another episode of Stoppage Time from the MLS UK show. It's episode nine and once again, I'm Henry Hewitt and as always, I'm joined by... I'm still Elliot Holman. Hi. And you always will be until you change your name. Uh, has, uh, has Bryony pressured you at all to change your surname at the, the wedding of a year that's coming up this summer? No, she's quite excited for the uh, for taking my name. Goodness knows why. I mean, it associates you with all sorts, uh, not least the MLS UK show. Um, but yeah, no, she's quite excited. Uh, there's no double barreling going on. I'm not taking hers. Her name, her surname is G G E which is confusing in so many aspects. So I think she's just excited to bin it off. Two syllable name as well. That must be very exciting for her. <laughs> yeah, she's going up in the world. Uh, right. So this is the show where we talk about the four biggest topics in MLS this week. And uh, like a bonus episode of uh, the MLS UK show. Uh, but first of all, I want to mention this. Last night, Elliot, the Premier League, did you watch any of it? Crystal Palace v Leeds. It was a, an MLS reunion, Vieira versus Marsh. Yeah, I didn't watch the game because uh, I was playing football myself, but um, I enjoyed this. Uh, saw uh, Jack Harrison getting a little cuddle off uh, Patrick Vieira as well. It was just all very friendly, wasn't it? It was, yeah. There was a lot of build-up being made uh, about Marsh and Vieira's rivalry in MLS, and it, uh, it didn't really come too much during the game. But what I did notice, especially, um, I don't know whether our US... Uh, listeners and viewers or our Canadian listeners and viewers will know this, but on Sky Sports, where the match was shown here in the UK, after the game, Jamie Carragher, obviously former Liverpool defender, and Robbie Keane, who we knew from uh, LA Galaxy amongst other Premier League teams, were very complimentary towards especially Jesse Marsh, but then also uh, MLS and US coaches, which was really nice to hear, wasn't it? Because I think sometimes they get a bit of stick for no reason. Yeah, the Euro snobs are often out in force, as we know, uh, and this podcast is very anti-Euro snobbery. Um, but yeah, I think MLS has got itself into a position where it has to be taken seriously. I think we've seen with the the players that we've discussed previously on this podcast that, that um, the players that, that, that the league is producing and developing and nurturing are coming over to Europe and people have to start to take it seriously now. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I think we should we should rebrand ourselves the Euro anti-snobs or the anti-Euro snobs or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good to see. It was a very good game as well, actually. And hopefully uh, Jesse Marshall keep Leeds United up in the Premier League so that we have that interest continuing. Uh, we're going to be speaking about Jesse Marshall and Leeds later on in stoppage time. But first of all, the story number one that we're going to be talking about this week, and it's Jesse Zardes. He made his trade... 
to Colorado last week, just after, as always is the case, just after we recorded our main episode, annoyingly. Um, but uh, so he's gone to from Columbus Crew. We knew that uh, in exchange for three hundred grand of uh, twenty twenty two gam. Um, Columbus could also receive up to an additional one point one million in gam uh, based on performances um, as well. Uh, could you see him being a star at Colorado? I really like this trade for all parties. I think um, it was well documented that uh, Columbus were looking to to offload, and when you look at the when you look at the deal and think, well, there's there's plenty of incentives there, uh, top ups based on performance. I think that's exactly right. I think he could perf- could perform extremely well, and therefore, I think it's only right that then Colorado would have to pay um, pay additional funds. But there's also, uh, you know, with the fact that it was a fairly cheap transfer without those uh, performance based uh, incentives, there is there is an element of Try it and see. You know, I, I like the move for all parties. They've not overpaid currently. And it is a transfer that could go one of two ways. And I, I hope it really works out. Colorado are a team that are transitioning for the best, uh, for the better. Uh, definitely on an upward trajectory when we look at uh, their MLS form from, you know, in the last 10 years. And it's exciting. And, you know, this could be a part of, you know, a new era at Colorado. So number two then in what we're talking about this week and it's to do with Jesse Marsh, the Leeds United head coach uh, and uh, Leeds have been linked with one of MLS's rising stars this week. Diorgi Milohailovic uh, from Montreal uh, has been linked with Leeds amongst other clubs as well. Bayer Leverkusen and uh, Borussia Dortmund are uh, interested. Uh, now those well, you'd say over the last 10 years have, of course, had um, better times than Leeds United, but based on them being in the Premier League, you'd probably say Leeds and being with Jesse Marsh as well could be front runners for that. Um, where are you with this one? Is uh, Would you rather him have a few more years in MLS? Could you see him being a success at Leeds United? It's hard, isn't it? Because we're now, um, for years, you know, we've done this podcast and we've wanted people to take the league seriously. And as I alluded to, um, you know, a, a couple of minutes ago, we're now in a situation where MLS is looked upon favorably. It has gained respect in Europe. And I think this is the problem is we're now, we're now victims of that. We're struggling to hold on to players that to be fair, uh, you know, a great, a great player, but with still a lot to prove even within the realms of MLS. And I think this is the problem. As soon as you see anyone with any form of, um, you know, bit of upward trajectory in their career in, in MLS, all of a sudden that's it. They're leaving and they're off and they're going to the Premier League and they're going to Belgium and Germany and France. And I think, I think we're going to have to take steps with the way the league's operated to, to try and hold on to these players a little bit longer. Um, because for me, while Geordie's a great player, you know that that this is a perfect example of how all of a sudden you can become you know uh, almost the victim you know you're you're being talked about so much there's so many rumors that you you know going to europe and actually you want to be focusing on on your football and for me you could pick 50 other players in mls that are also right for europe you know it's it's a very very unique time that the league is in at the minute and I think 
clubs need more money to spend to try and retain players because European clubs can blow them out of the water. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think uh, Milhajovic as well, he, he's had a great start to the season, scored four in eight games. Um, but whereas you look at him compared to uh, Pepe, for example, uh, Milhajovic is 23 years old. He's a bit older, so perhaps he's looking at it from a different place as to what Pepe was, considering that that was his first year in MLS as well. Um, so maybe being a bit older, he's... Uh, thinking that time is not only side as much, which is weird to say, basically, because, you know, he he's 23 years old. It is weird to say, but um, this is the world of, of soccer. And it's going to be an interesting one. Personally, I'm with you. I'd rather see him stay at Montreal for at least another season or at least at the end of this season. Um, but again, you know, money talks, Europe talks in soccer. If he feels that he has got the opportunity to go now and then start next season, whether it be in the Premier League or Bundesliga, that's going to be a, a pretty big carrot dangled in front of him. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen um, you know, for the rest of this season in MLS. And also, you've got to think at the end of the season, there's a World Cup as well. Does he feel that he can get in the squad playing in the Premier League or the Bundesliga? Will he have a better chance of getting in that squad uh, rather than Montreal? You know, the, the question's there. Yeah, of course. Um, ultimately, you're always going to, as a player, you're always going to want to make it over to Europe. But there has to be a point where, especially homegrown players in MLS, Americans and Canadians, are, there has to be a point where they get the league to a point where they want to stay. You know, why should it be Europe? Why not want to stay in MLS and, you know, win the Champions League and compete in the uh, in the MLS playoffs? And I think there's work to be done now because they're almost victims of their own success. Yeah, exactly. So that moves us on to number three of the topics we're talking about this week. And the reason I'm moving on there from what you just said was that it involves players that are rumoured to be incoming to MLS. Now, I saw a quote a few weeks ago or a few months ago by Don Garber talking about Neymar. Uh, now, Neymar apparently came out and said he would be interested in a move to MLS basically because the season's shorter uh, so it would uh, mean he could play for longer. Um, now, Don Garber's kind of come out and said that we we are looking to become a different league. We don't want to become a league where people are coming to retire. We want to bring these young players in. Uh, but the three players or four players that have been linked this week with MLS, unsurprisingly, are players all above 30 years old. Uh, the most interesting one for us, in my opinion, this would be the biggest um, UK interest in MLS, especially... Probably since Rooney left the uh, left the league, Gareth Bale. This broke last Thursday. Uh, Rumours are that DC United are exchanging proposals with Gareth Bale. His contract's up at the end of the season uh, with Real Madrid. Um, Gareth Bale in MLS. Elliot, discuss. Well, there's some lovely places to play golf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I think I think the time's right. He's clearly struggled a little bit with with injury. Um, it hasn't worked out for him at Real Madrid for a multitude of reasons. Uh, I can't see Neymar in MLS currently, but I believe there would be a way that an MLS club could bring Gareth Bale. Uh, and I think that's exciting for everyone because he would immediately be in the top three players in the league. Potentially the best? Hard to say um, until he gets a run of games, which he hasn't had in what seems like years. Um, but yeah, Gareth Bale to MLS would be a very, very exciting prospect. 
He would, and I think when you look at Gareth Bale and uh, what he's done recently, he's, he's played a bit for Real Madrid, but nothing of any, not making any headlines for the right reasons. You think of uh, playing for Tottenham last year, he did okay, he scored some goals. I think the game earlier this season, a few months ago, the Wales uh, World Cup qualifier against Austria, um, I think it was Austria anyway, where he scored two goals and they won that game. I think if you look at Austria, that's probably the level of most MLS teams. So for him to have not really played this season, to come in and, and dominate the game and be man of the match like he was, tells me that he would do an excellent job in MLS. Um, I've got to ask though, you mentioned there about golf courses. Orlando has some very nice golf courses. When you when you dodge the alligators, that is. Uh, would you be interested in bringing him in at Orlando? Do you think uh, Do you think a club like Orlando should be moving heaven and earth to try and bring him in? I think every club should. I don't think there's a club in MLS that should not be looking to sign Gareth Bale. Um, yes, there is the potential risk of injury. And unfortunately, I think that would have to be reflected in the contract offer from any MLS club because it's going to cost a lot to bring him into MLS. I think you have to factor in in the same way that Orlando did with Pato. Uh, he's very injury prone. But ultimately, the guy can produce magic. There should be every every team should be trying to make this happen. Um, so yeah, I'll throw Orlando's hat in the ring. Hundred percent, it's happening. In fact, confirmed. Not quite. Uh, you need to exchange those uh, proposals, as they say in like DCR. Uh, another player who's rumored to be coming in is Luis Suarez. Uh, now this has been for quite a while. Luis Suarez he seems is. to be one of those players, yeah, that just always seems to get linked. Uh, with MLS, but uh, Gonzalo Higuain has been speaking this week, and this is why this made headlines. He was on a Twitch interview with Christian Vieri, uh, the former Italian football player, and he said um, when he came to MLS, he thought it would be a lot easier than what it was. He thought, it, and he said before, he thought he'd be having a cigar in his mouth, walking around owning the place, and that's uh, not quite happened for him. So, uh, you know, how that's then been linked to Suarez moving over is... Uh, you know, sometimes where these headline writers will pick any player and link it to anything. Uh, but I think Higuain has a point, doesn't he? MLS has moved on. And for these players like Suarez, who, let's face it, has a, a wonderful career, won lots of things. He's won a European Cup. Um, he's won La Liga as well. It's not as easy to come over to MLS anymore. No. Um, and remember, it's Seattle Sounders who are the front runners. Uh, to sign Suarez um, after I think we're going back five, six years. A certain uh, Uruguayan attacker at Seattle was uh, taffing up Suarez, telling him that he's got to come over to, to MLS. Uh, so um, they've always, that, that rumor has always been there. It is, it has changed. Uh, Suarez would be, would of course be a fantastic signing. And these, these are the players now that I think, you know, you can dream about Neymar. I think Suarez and Bale are a much much more realistic target um you know forget the retirement league forget your lampards and your gerards we have moved on from that but you can't just click your fingers and uh, you know all of a sudden you know the 19 year old um you know wonder kids are coming to sign for you that you have to take steps gently luis suarez i believe is is a perfect fit right now yeah, the other player being mentioned is uh, Gundogan from Manchester City um, now, he's actually come out and said he would love to spend his uh, whole career at Man City, but then kind of linked himself in a way to either playing in Turkey or MLS. It does seem like all these players, when they get asked, it's an easy link to go, yeah, play in America, of course I would. 
Um, so, I, I mean, I don't really want to go too much into that one because as a player who's about to possibly win the Premier League and Champions yeah, we're, League... We're a long way off Gundogan in MLS, I'll tell you yeah. that. Uh, and the last one, we talked about this a few weeks ago, and it's Cilalini, uh from uh, Juventus. He's been linked. This rumour isn't going away with him. I, the more you hear about this rumour, are you thinking the more and more likely it is he will be joining MLS? Yeah, absolutely. It tends to be the the, the way it works. Um, uh, there's often rumours with MLS, as we've just talked about, you know, five or six different players coming over. But um, I think there's certainly a lot of noise around this one and, and that tends to indicate that there's at least conversations going on. It's not to say that a deal will be agreed. It's not to say that um, anyone can make this happen with their available DP slots and uh, Tam and Gam, etc. that would be required. But it does seem... It does seem like it would be a good fit. And if anything, you know, when we're talking about Bale and Suarez being the level, I think Chiellini's currently a way under that due to due to his age. Yeah, I think we're only getting a year or two out of him. But do you also bear in mind that he is a defender? So naturally, any, any experienced defender coming into MLS, uh, we don't have many of them, do we? So uh, maybe that puts him at a higher sort of higher echelons of MLS uh, players just because he's a defender. There's some rapid players in MLS that would cause him all sorts of problems regardless of their ability with the ball at their feet. Um, but yeah, I I like this move. If it's going to happen, um, I'm all here for it. How long can he last in MLS? It's good. It, it really is good. It would be a great indication of, of where the league is at. So um, let's try and make that happen. Definitely. Uh, right, number four, and the final thing we're talking about this week in uh, stoppage time is the All-Star Game. We already knew it was in Minnesota. It's on August 10th, and it is MLS versus Liga MX 2. This time, it's personal. Uh, MLS won uh, the first one, so Liga MX are, are out for revenge. Um, is this a sign of things to come? Is this a sign that this match is just going to become this um, MLS v Liga MX match because there were in LA last year there was a lot of it seemed that it was a lot of fire around the game Pro- probably the the most high intensity All Star game we've ever seen in MLS so could this become a regular thing or is this like like boxing where the challenger gets to uh, have another match but this time if you lose I'm sorry we're going back to playing European sides on a on a trip. I love the uh, the MLS All-Star game and I think it's important to remember that it's actually just supposed to be a bit of fun um, and that's one of the things that drew my interest in, in MLS. The team, you'll remember the team always used to be on FIFA, uh, the uh, Adidas All-Stars and you'd get the uh, MLS uh, team as well and I, I think there's definitely a place for this Mexico rivalry but maybe, maybe that's something different. Um, you can't just have your all-stars play in Mexico every every year you know it's about it's about raising the profile across the world so you know you need to be bringing bringing in teams from China from Spain from France from the UK uh, across Europe and and the world and so I, I like the Mexico thing I understand it it's a neighboring country but maybe that's a separate thing going forward yeah, well, we've already got, you know, tournaments being created that's going to pitch uh, MLS against Liga MX. Uh, the, let's face it, the Champions League is basically that anyway when it gets to the latter stages. So this is just another part of that rivalry. But, um, I, I mean, I, I don't want to bring this up again because it was, it was rightly panned when it was people talking about it last year. But 
is is this for those people that were worried about an MLS and Liga MX sort of merger? Is this uh, is this a good thing that uh, we're being pitched as rivals and they're going to keep them separately, or could uh, is could this be a bad thing? These these links could it end up being that the leagues join together? I don't know if it's uh if it's the way we view it from from Europe, um, but I I don't see the Mexican league as being anywhere near MLS standard anymore. And I know that's, that's changed massively in the last couple of years, but I think Mexico need MLS way more than we need them currently. Um, please, if you, you know, you, if you're over that way and you have a much better understanding of both leagues than, than we do, which wouldn't be hard, please correct me. But I just, I just think MLS is in a really special place at the minute. And, Mexico's really in danger of being left behind and I I speak on a really basic level looking at kits badges stadiums nothing in Liga MX really appeals to me as a as a lover of European football whereas I love MLS and yeah I I think I don't think MLS needs this merger that that keeps being talked about yeah I've got to agree with that I mean there is one stadium I think it's Monterey where it's built into a mountain or something I've seen pictures Mm. about that that looks pretty cool but yeah I get it other than that it's um I'm definitely team MLS which is why we do this podcast but thank goodness for that the (laughs) yeah I think this national sorry the international sort of appeal of MLS with it being American uh, NFL is getting bigger over outside of the US, same with NBA and baseball as well. So I think you can put MLS in that bracket as doing uh, soccer in their own way. So I think, yeah, the, the future is bright for, for MLS. Uh, speaking about that, it's the week. It's the week of the first leg. We've got to wish good luck to Seattle Sounders. They're at Pumas um, on Thursday night, I think. Um and uh, in the first leg, they'll then come back to Seattle for the second leg. Uh, we saw the video go out. Um, where is it? We need to get his name right. Mashawn Lynch, who is a former Seahawks uh, NFL player, was uh, was in that. He was uh, he was saying the MF word quite a lot for uh, to listen to it at work. So maybe wait and watch that when you're not at work or around children when you do. But it is a it's a great video. It's it got me pumped up, and and I'm not going to it. The, the The basis of the video was to try and get people to go to the match, get the stadium full, and really get behind Seattle. If they get a good result in Pumas, then they they could be rocking, couldn't it? Yeah, I think it's it's all about making sure they stay in that game because we know they've got every chance if they take it back to uh, Seattle. They've got every chance of really. Uh, taking the game to them so stay in the game at Pumas um, obviously if they can get a goal that's massive but it's all about that second leg and personally I think it's good that it's the second leg is in Seattle yeah I would definitely agree with that uh, right that's it for stoppage time this week thanks very much for listening thanks very much for watching don't forget uh, to subscribe on your podcast provider and also subscribe on YouTube as well uh, we've passed 500 subscribers, so we really do appreciate that. But we want to hit a thousand. We want to get to a thousand at some point. And a big shout out as well to our sponsor, Soccer90.com. Remember, at Soccer90.com, you can get all the MLS shirts. You can also get some Liga MX as well as international kits, uh, Premier League kits, uh, and other European kits as well. And at the checkout, if you type in the code MLS UK. 
you get 20% off. I was just saying how how much I love those Liga MX shirts. They're, they're exquisite. Make sure you go and, <laughs> make sure you go and grab those. Soccer90.com. Uh, thanks very much for watching, as always. I am Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.